to another episode of Soft Tea Talk with Dallas Chang. The softest tea talking podcast there ever is. My guest today is the one and only Natalie Rodriguez, a, uh, a very old, old friend of mine. Uh, a very soft tea drinker and soft whisperer as well. I want this podcast to be the the Korean mukbang version of, of, of podcasts. An audio mukbang. How, how, how incredibly disgusting of a sound that would be just listening to other people eating food, but not seeing it, just hearing it and just trying to guess what it is. All right, never mind. None of you probably ever heard that because I spoke way too softly. Uh, yeah. This is another episode of Space for Dallas. This is my 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 first ever guest. I don't. I, how do I? How you know? It's I got I got finished doing this intro first. I gotta, gotta finish doing this this intro first. I love making my guests wait in absolute silence for me as I talk. This is um this is this is actually my favorite part of the episode where I just get to talk and they don't get to say anything at all. But uh yeah uh I have my friend. Natalie here. We are splitting headphones and sharing a microphone. Very COVID friendly, by the way. Extremely. Nothing like um, <laughs> sharing a microphone between two people. It's all a scam, folks. That's what it is. It's a scam. It's a. It's just a way to steal <laughs> your freedom. I've listened to enough Alex Jones. He he uh he told me COVID actually makes frogs gay, and uh, you know. I uh I believe him. I believe him. That's uh that's hundred percent fact. But uh but let's 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 get a round of applause for <laughs> for my for my, my first ever guest, Natalie. Natalie Rodriguez. Yay. Wow, now you sip tea. This is this is some low fi gritty stuff. Can I just uh start off by asking what is a mukbang? You know, Real quick. You know what a mukbang is? A mukbang's those um those Korean um eating videos. I'll we'll Google it right now. We'll Google it on an audio only podcast. We'll Google what a mukbang is. Okay. Here. Yes, Describe please. What, just as I mukang. No, that's not how you spell it either. No, that's not how you spell it. Mukang, muk, mukbang. Mukbang, also spelled milkbang, also blah, 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 known as Eating Show, an online audiovisual broadcast in which a host consumes large quantities of food while interacting with the audience. Well, folks, here you go. This is, uh, this is one right here. I'm not sure if the... <laughs> All right, let's get to the part where she's just in the middle of eating it. Please cough into the mic. Please, please cough more into the mic. <laughs> How do they do this? That's a lot of shrimp. That's a lot of shrimp and crab. We uh we are watching the ASMR seafood boil. King crab plus lobster plus shrimp plus mussel. Fire cheese sauce. No talking. SAS dash ASMR. Two and a half million views. Fascinating. The uh, the human wow, wow, and we are really just listening to this fat wench eat. My God, I shouldn't call her fat wench. I respect women of all sizes. 
I uh, yeah. What 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 are your impressions of of this mukbang so far, Natalie? I'm truly impressed by the freaking volume of food. Please bring the mic closer to your mouth. I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> very impressed by the volume of food she's getting into her mouth. Also, I want to know where she's getting this lobster. It looks delicious. And that's how they do it, Dallas. They don't talk. They just eat. They Are there, there must be a mukbang podcast out there. There must be. By the way, I hope I because we're playing the video on the laptop as we're talking into a microphone. I hope my audio recorder is picking that up as well and just adding that in as just tasteful audio texture over the sounds of our um, silky smooth voices. It disturbs me, honestly, <laughs> this sound of her chewing. It's not attractive. It's not attractive. And I'm pretty sure there's like a phobia for that. Well, Oh, what is it? Google. Google. Uh, I want to say Pika? No. Onomatopoeia? No. Make, make a guess. Make a guess. Uh, misophonia. Uh, okay. Okay. You saw that. You saw it as I, I wanted you to guess it before it loaded, but that's fine. But yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is about this. It's not satisfying. It's weird. I don't want to listen to this. She must be chewing so loudly for her microphone to pick it up. I don't see a mic attached to her shirt. You know, is she in a soundproof room? What is this? Or she has one of those $300 mics, you know, that can just, you know, pick up the sound of a fly breathing. And they, they get her deep throating this lobster now. Oh Jesus. God. What is that dip? That is, I hope that, it's not cheese. That's that fire cheese sauce, baby. Ugh. That is that is some fire cheese sauce. She's just going in on that thing. That's three that's three inches thick cheese right there. You ever see snow three inches thick? That's what she just put down on this lobster tail. And uh yeah, for some reason my mouse pad's not working. I don't know. I have to where's my stupid God you this is a very this is this is the realness of this podcast, by the way. This is how real this pod is. It, uh, you know, I'm, I'll just stop. I'll just pause it. I'll just. Yes, please turn it off. It's awful. I don't like it. <laughs> Isn't uh, it's this is so you know when I bought this two-on-one uh, laptop with only one USB port, I thought one's all you need. You never need more than one USB port. It's like uh, having internet back in the '90s. One will I ever need more than? 50 megabytes down and two megabytes up one will i one will who will what else will i use the internet for uh except you know email right oh man see that was already we're almost 10 minutes in isn't that we're, we're seven minutes 20 seconds in but yeah yeah time uh sure does fly dallas and let me segue into how I know you and why I'm even on this podcast in the first place. I'm sure people are wondering who the fuck and why, but um, so I guess we go way back when to the beginning to a young Dallas Chang and a young freshman year of college, really. What a misguided young man. 
what a, what a misguided young man, but so full of such potential, uh, potential that uh, he's currently wasting away, <laughs> just doing open mic stand up comedy. Just uh, you know, he could be applying himself in in so many other more useful ways, but he's just not. He's just not. Yes. So I don't know. I met him. We were in like a a club together i guess i guess you could call it that you could call it that yeah you're in a club and um part of this club there was like a physical like workout part aspect to this club and so and there was a good amount of people in this club like 200 or so i would say of all different grades freshmen to senior college students and so that's like how i first met him i kind of knew him and then there was one day we would work out in different settings and this was the pool day <laughs> and the pool day we would all line up and basically be like at attention and um the the leaders of the club the the head honchos basically were telling us the orders of the day and we were all standing there very stoically <laughs> listening to them very seriously everybody and all of a sudden there's like a shriek in the pool so it echoed there was no shriek by the way there was no screaming involved i misunderstood what was being said but please continue with your story there was a shriek like of excitement it was a shriek of excitement that echoed off the pool tiles and Dallas breaks formation, runs, <laughs> and just jumps into the pool. <laughs> 200 kids just watching him. And he, like, surfaces. And he's just like, oh, I thought, I thought we were jumping in. I misunderstood. <laughs> and he just gets out and, and just kind of wanders back. And I don't know. After that moment, I'm like, yeah, this kid's cool. <laughs> First off, first off, they said, everyone, please enter the pool. So I, I see the pool in front of me. And I'm thinking to myself, let's enter the pool, but let's do it with some energy, with some gusto, with some passion about what is about to happen. And so I enter the pool. And everyone else, uh, apparently, they, they, got, they all got an email the night before where where they would just, they realize they should line up around the, you're not in the pool, that you just wind up around the pool. I am in the pool. They said, go into the pool. And I, I went into the pool. And I wanted to bring, uh, you know, camaraderie in with me. And apparently I misunderstood. And so I'm a piece of shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry that these, the instructor were not clear enough for me. All right. I I I think I was the one who who truly listened to the instructions that day. But uh, uh, like any true genius, I, I was misunderstood in my time. I was misunderstood. I think they said we are going to get into the pool. And then you got in the pool. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Yeah. When you're. Yeah. Let's go into the pool. I'm going. <laughs> I'm go going, you know, I'm oh, let's go. Let us proceed into the pool. I, I actually the funny thing is the I don't really remember too much of that. I remember like like 
I remember I like challenged people to swim and stuff. I think I think didn't I challenge you to swim? And then uh, I remember I saw the thing is I I saw a lot of guys with their shirts off and their bodies, and uh, some guys great bodies. Other guys I don't know what sort of amoeba like growth some people had on like their backs and their shoulders. I remember one kid. His first name was Will. He had like a like a raised red looking plateau. It looked like one of the mesas from Arizona growing off of like his back right sh- his back shoulder. And uh Ew, was it like, like a wart or what? It wasn't like a wart or it was just some sort of growth, you know, just some benign growth. And I was like, what the f-? <laughs> It's uh it's just amazing all the all the shapes human bodies come in. It's just uh it's amazing. Not a tumor. What's a tumor? Tumor. Sorry, is it, it's a tumor? <laughs> it's not a tumor. What kind of what kind of sh- what kind of slang is that? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, man, the kindergarten cop. You, you you have to when you do Arnold Schwarzenegger, you also have to do the accent. I can't. You can't just use the slang without an accent. Fine. It's not a tumor. <laughs> See, now I get it. Now I get it. You can't just say not a tumor? And all of a sudden you expect me to like that's not Arnold Schwarzenegger at all. <laughs> that's not tumor. <laughs> like what the I that actually sounded like like a like a medical term. I thought uh it was yeah, something I I should know, but I didn't. But was that no, cuz we talked before that pool day. That pool day happened you know, t- months in. Yeah, we definitely had met before that, um, I guess. But the pool day was really the point where I just felt like, I don't know, that you were you were a cool person, that you were exciting, I guess. Um, it made me laugh a lot, and it still does to this day whenever I think about it. So I view that as like the budding of our friendship. Okay. Do you remember the first time we hung out, like, uh, outside? No. No, I don't. I don't either. I guess it's because, I guess it's because uh, it w- this this was always sort of meant to happen anyway, so it just sort of, it felt so natural. It's like, why why bother remembering the first time? Because it was always, it was always meant to be. That's beautiful, Dallas. I do remember we would used to, like, get, um, like co- we'd have like weekly coffee together, you know, in between classes or whatever. Yeah, but that didn't happen until like like uh, like sophomore year when you got back from uh, from Australia. That's right. That's right. Whatever. So, like, long story short, we've been friends for a few years now, and uh, Dallas. I live in the middle of nowhere, like nowhere. I live in Definitely. the wilderness, and we had a blizzard today. Oh my it like pretty much the whole eastern slopes of the cascade got hit so if you all live on the eastern slopes you know what i mean but he uh he drove through it he drove through it in his little honda civic and you know it it took him about three hours longer than it should have but he made it and that's that's why we're here today okay Okay, sorry I'm a cautious driver. All right, sorry I uh, I uh, value my life and the safety of others. And plus, Natalie will never tell you this, she lives at the end of a uh, black, dark, 
icy highway. This is the highway I have to drive and souls have to cross over before they enter the afterlife. That is how black and icy and dark this highway is. I don't know how how a living being, how a man whose soul hasn't left his body yet is supposed to cross this black abyss. Yeah, it is uh, full of trials and tribulations as well. There are no streetlights at all. There's also a lot of deer that like to jump out at you just for, for shits and gigs. More like demons, dude. Demons in the shape of deer that, that try to trick you into thinking they're, you know, the soft, kind, cuddly creatures that, uh, that you think deer are, but uh, clearly they're not. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, after, after that pool day, hung out. Natalie abandons me my sophomore year. Comes back though. Uh, we didn't start getting coffee. Was it was it end of sophomore uh, year or junior year? Junior year, or was it second semester sophomore year? Yeah, it was like junior year, and then you know we we would grab coffee like once a week, and I would uh, emotionally eject all my like feel just you know random feelings on and I used. Natalie as uh, a therapist, I suppose, for many years. No, I don't remember it that way. I mean, you know, everybody has their their problems, and but <laughs> we talked about we talked about emotional stuff. We also talked about life and what was going on, you know, in that week or whatever. I was just saying that it was from you that I first heard heard the term "devil's lettuce." <laughs> describing weed so i we got some gems in there honestly yeah. i uh i watch a lot of old 1960s uh tv shows i uh i like watching old commercials about bosco's chocolate syrup um i like watching commercials about how uh uh asbestos isn't that bad for you i <laughs> like uh a lot of you know old old time america you know uh, I remember how, uh, oh, yeah, A have you ever seen Adam West Batman, those old Batman episodes with Adam West? Of course. Those old Robin, like, sayings are my favorite ever. I'm going to Google them right now. <laughs> I, uh, my, I, what I remember most are the uh, lessons of citizenship that always came with all those nine, like nine, yeah, nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies episodes of uh, Adam West and that Batman. I guess not nineteen seventies. Was it in the eighties? I don't think it was in the eighties. But uh, of those, yeah, those early Adam West Batman shows. The uh, man, just the uh, I just I just remember how pride, how proud they were to be Americans. How their uh, their. Uh, uh, just everything was like, uh, remember, kids, always lock your car before you leave it. Invest in the stock market early. <laughs> Look both ways before you cross the road. Listen and respect police officers. Like stuff like that where it was just these very basic, benign sort of lessons of like, remember, kids, support the troops and love America. All right, I'm going to read you some uh, <laughs> highlights from that time. We got a holy hole in a donut, Batman. Holy astringent plum-like fruit, Batman. 
Wait, wait, wait. You passed my favorite one. Holy priceless collection of Aroostian schnoods, Batman. <laughs> Did I say that right? Probably not. Yeah, Aroost. I think that's Etrus- Etruscan. Etrus- it's spelled E-T-R-U-S-C-A-N. Etruscan snoods. Oh, Etruscans are people from an area of Italy now known as Tuscany. Snoods are decorative helmets or mesh hoods. The uh, uh, His control of the English language, Robin's knowledge of vocabulary, is uh, fascinating. He named an, uh, an extinct group of people Estrusians, Estricans, I guess now Tuscanans, Tuscanians, Tuscanios. Mm. Uh, who knows? But uh, but yeah. By the way, uh, how do you like living in? Uh, we were talking about this a little earlier off the mic. But how how do how do you like living in uh, Winthrop, Natalie? Yeah, it's a it's a good place. Um, if you've ever been here, you know that it's beautiful. You know, it's in the mountains. It's like a mountain town. Um, a lot of outdoor stuff to do. Sports. Any honestly, any outdoor sport you can name, you can do it here. Um, but there's also not a lot in the way of, I guess, a social life or really, if you want to go out past 8 p.m., you're kind of fucked. You got one of two dive bars. And um, other than that, you should have planned. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we were uh, we were out uh, earlier tonight. Um, we, uh, we, I think that bar we were at, it closed before 1030. It closed at like 1015. You know, it's, uh, it's fat. Wow. Really, uh, really, they really care about you getting the proper amount of sleep so you can start the next day nice and early. That's what this town cares about. And I, uh, I appreciate that of small town America. Winthrop, if you're listening, I, I respect you. <laughs> I respect you. Uh, apparently Natalie can't wait to get out of here. But, <laughs> huh, but yeah, but yeah, we met in school. We're out of school now. We're both working. Uh, I just, I just wish we, we lived closer together. Yeah. Yeah. It is a, it is a weird thing, you know, after just moving away from friends and like trying to keep in contact. I think we've kept in contact very well. Um, I, we were just talking about how, I don't know, I, I feel like I see you more than I do just because we have a lot of conversations. And then obviously I listen, I'm a, I'm a follower of the podcast here. So I kind of feel like you're in the car with me driving around sometimes. So, Yeah, that's, uh, that's the whole point of this podcast, by the way, is to force my friends to listen to it, hear my voice, so that way they're reminded about me so when I text them randomly, you know, throughout, you know, the, the coming weeks and months, it's it, it it doesn't seem awkward. It's like, oh, I've always, I always remember this guy. I always know this guy. He usually always talks to me for thirty minutes straight without letting me get a word in. <laughs> he drinks the water. He farts and burps. It's just like just like a real conversation with me. Yeah, I think that's uh, one of the highlights of your podcast, Alice, here. Uh, it's the, the realism, um, <laughs> the authenticity. You're just, uh, you're delivering what the people want, an inside look into the life of Dallas. Oh, yeah. 
I uh, I don't think anyone asked for that. I don't think anyone asked for this. I think most people were like, mm, this guy, we can pass over him. You know, is it realness or is it just low quality? That's what that's. I'm trying to figure out what's real and what's just like low quality and bad. Because if it's low quality and bad, that's that's pretty real. That's pretty authentic. You know. It's when you get to the, uh, it's when it's sort of overproduced, you know, highly, uh, sort of highly uh, curated that uh, that it starts to feel fake. But if it's really bad <laughs> and done with very low quality, hey, that's real, man. That's you. You didn't fake that. <laughs> that's that's all first time effort, and I can see that. Yeah, it's a fine line you got to walk, really. It's like a tightrope, you know. You're balancing between shitty and just like a, a inside authentic look into something that people can relate to. And But honestly, I would rather hear something that's maybe you could tell it's on the lower end or, you know, it's not as maybe good rather than a very overproduced podcast because then or even like a sh like anything honestly a commercial or you know anything that's supposed to be like reality I would rather have it not be so curated because then I kind of feel like somebody is trying to spoon feed me something or that they're trying to almost you know trick me or curate my interests you know what I'm saying I get that, yeah. The sort of the, uh, the the yeah, the sort of highly processed podcast where they sort of, um, I I can sort of feel that too, like where they're almost answering my question before I even like ask it to sort of push me to think a certain way, you know. You're a stand-up comedian. Have you heard of Bert Kreiser? <laughs> Uh, you mean burnt crystals? Burnt. I think his name is Burnt Crystals, and I hear he's very racist and very fat. The machine. <laughs> yeah, of course. Why? Why? Why'd you bring him up? So he has a show on Netflix. Um, I think it's called The Cabin. Uh, I was watching it the other day, and you know, I I like him. I like his comedy. I think he's he's a funny guy. Um, that whole machine, you know, bit had me. I loved it but this show he's it's talking about him and he's like talking about how he's such a busy life and you know he's a comedian and a, like a family has a family and he's doing all the shit so he's like oh I need to get away I need to get away from all of it and so he gets away but he's like oh I'm also a workaholic so I can't truly get away so I'm gonna go to this cabin right and I'm gonna invite all my comedian friends and they're all gonna come up and we're going to make a show out of it. And I'm going to like, they do like self-help kind of, you know, activities. You know, they like he had like a crystal healing. He did like some mud bath. He waxed his asshole. It's entertaining for sure. And I watched it all. And, you know, I love the dude too. But the whole time it was just he was like forcing it so much, you know, he was up the first episode. I think he's with uh, Joey Diaz and um, oh, I wish I could remember his name. Oh, Tom Segura. Tom Segura. Yes, that's right. And uh, anytime, like especially Joey Diaz said anything, he would just laugh. And it's just like this cringy, like, dude, you don't need to force it so much. Like, it's okay to. It doesn't have to be the funniest thing 
or the funniest show you've ever heard you know you can you can just be authentic yeah that's true yeah it's a, to sort of fill the silence though uh the sort of laugh to sort of keep it you know keep it upbeat and keep it moving and especially because because you know there's there's a whole film crew at that cabin too like everything yeah everything there is is curated so there's nothing you know it it's Everything is sort of uh, placed out the way they want to place it out, you know. I haven't I haven't seen that show yet, but I I get I get what while you're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is interesting. Oh man, maybe is stand up comedy the way to go? Who knows? Who <laughs> is my you know? I, I of course. Why am I even contemplating like man stand? You know, I might get too busy with stand up. I'm I'm contemplating this problem that I don't have. You know, no, I, I'm not. I don't have this problem yet. Why am I? Why am I already trying to worry about it? It's not a. It's not a. It's not a big. It's not a big. It's. It's not. Yeah, it's not a big deal right now. Yeah, I mean, we are in the time of COVID. All that is put on halt. Um, I don't know. I think his thing was that he just had a lot going on. Not necessarily that like stand up was the the problem. I think he was just like burning the candle on both ends. And drinking a shit ton. Yeah, that's uh, that's burnt crystals right there. <laughs> that's burnt crystals. Yeah, yeah. The fun. Yeah, I wonder if that cabin show, if that show was as like kind of as relaxing as they sort of tried to make it out to be. I I guess because with all that, you know, you have a film crew, you have a sound guy, you have all this stuff there. It's it's probably it's probably you know more relaxing but probably more stressful in some ways too this dude waxed his asshole in front of caitlin jenner it was not relaxing oh my oh thanks spoiler alert all right spoiler alert you know by the way i run a clean podcast and all this this is some terrible you know i gotta i have to better curate my guests you know this is i'm so sorry to all my dear listeners this is this is the the language this in this episode it's it's off the chains it's it's oh my god i had no i had i had no idea i'm so sorry if i demonetized you you need to prep me before this happens aren't you a fan you said you listened you said you listened god damn it and now i'm doing it Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... Oh, did you guys pick up that teeth chattering I did? That's, uh... That's how that's how you know this is real and authentic. Because <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it will be sort of interesting to see how sort of stand-up comedy and live performance... Uh, how that restarts or even how it sort of I, might even evolve moving forward after COVID. Uh, hey, they say we should get like a vaccine by, you know, November, December, I, I think, right? Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't been keeping up with the vaccine news, but will you take? Okay, so say they do come out with a vaccine in December. Would you uh, go and get the shot? I, uh... I think I would. I think I would get the vaccine. I think, because uh, I mean, if I'm not willing to get the vaccine, then what's the what's the whole point of all this? I think, because I I thought about it, because 
one of my buddies, Josh, put it like this. It's like, uh, he's, he said, yeah, Dallas, it's like when they come out with like a new model of a car. You know, the first one's not going to be as good as the second year, right? They got to work out all the kinks. You got to, you know, you got to work it through the system. You got to put the miles on it to see how it works out. Vaccines work the same way, right? And I was like, that's not, not, not really. You're not really putting miles on a vaccine. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where that analogy came from, but. I think I would. I think if it became available and I could get it, and it's obviously going to be free for everybody, yeah, I think I would. Yeah, but you'd be the uh, you'd be the dude who would test out the recall vehicle. You'd be the one getting drove driven off the road if there was a problem. And yeah, I don't know. It, it freaks me out a little bit because they push it through so fast. Vaccines take like years to develop. They test animals. They test people. They jumped straight, jumped straight to humans, mm-hmm. and now it's to the public. I think I would. Uh, I don't know. I'd wait a little bit. I'd wait a little. I'd wait enough until I like maybe wanted to go somewhere <laughs> selfishly. <laughs> until it started to affect your life, then you'd be like, "All right, let me get the vaccine. Let me get the vaccine." Yeah. Listen, I just want to be one of the first COVID zombies, all right? I want to get it. When the outbreak happens, I'm already part of the majority, and uh, uh, I'm I'm going to get you, Natalie. <laughs> I'm going to get you in the zombie war to come. And, uh, yeah, then we'll, then we'll see, you know? Then we'll, <laughs> when we're both in zombie form, I'll be like, see? See, you should have just gotten it earlier like I did. Then we would have already been here. I wouldn't have need to have been off half your neck. It wouldn't, you know, we you, you would have been here without a half-bitten neck. And I would, you know, this is really your fault. This is your fault. I had to bite your neck to give you this, to give you the, the COVID zombie virus. And uh, this isn't my fault at all. That's that's what I would say. Nah, it it would be my fault, truly, if especially if uh, you got the vaccine and whatever became a zombie. And then I actually got COVID and then I just couldn't taste anything for the rest of my life. And well, I'm like, OK, I shouldn't have let the anti-vax fever come over me. Uh, I think that's temp that that sort of loss of tasting that just ha- they they lose like the sense of smell. So the taste, you know, taste and smell are kind of related. So it kind of goes a little bit. But I think all that stuff comes back when you're done being sick. And, you know, they say, yeah, maybe you get some scar tissue in your lungs. But, you know, I, I don't know. Some people, they, they don't cough that hard. Some people seem fine after they get it. So I don't know. Yeah, here I am uh, spitting fake news to y'all. Sorry. Listen, guys, if you want to listen to uh, real news, uh, the real information, there's this great website called Infowars.com. And uh, Alex Jones, he, uh, he'll let you know the truth. He'll tell you about the alien-human hybrids. And uh, they're here to replace us. They're already there. <laughs> there's a war for your mind. <laughs> they're turning the frogs gay. Well, actually, let's, let's check out the Infowars uh, page. What is the latest? What's what's the headline news? Dark winter bio warfare simulation predicts vaccines death martial law. Man almost murdered after flying Trump flag on his truck. Source confirms election fraud in nursing homes. Wow, in nursing homes. The vile stench of Biden's debate lies. 
Uh, watch live Trump's speech and make America great again. Victory rally in Florida. People prevented from buying non-essential items into lockdown. I feel like half these things are legit <laughs> and uh should check it out. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, Natalie Rodriguez, huge Alex Jones fans. I think you told me at one time you'd marry Alex Jones if you could. You're a fan of, of uh, box-shaped human bodies, very boxy. You you like the sort of a quadrilateral, rectangular, uh, rectangular shape. Yeah, I'm a big fan of linebackers. If you cannot fit your shoulders through a doorway, yes, head my way. Uh, if you have bowling ball shoulders out there, just uh, just contact Natalie Rodriguez. If you have bowling ball shoulders and uh, uh, a chest the uh, the size and shape of an 1850s barrel that they used to keep pickled fish in, uh, let Natalie Rodriguez know because she'll she'll be all about that. Uh, I I prefer more human shaped bodies, more <laughs> bodies that look like they have people, but. Uh, <laughs> Ah, but yeah, winter's here, winter's coming. I have a question for you, Dallas. Ask me. What are you gonna dress up as Halloween for Halloween? Uh I don't I I don't have any plans yet. I don't know. I, I don't I, I I mean, I feel like Halloween's canceled. I don't even know if there'll be any Halloween this year. Uh I'm sure we'll probably get some trick or treaters, uh but I mean, like, I there's like a guy I know. He's gonna have like a little shindig at his place, but I I don't have a costume in mind. Please be Samurai Jack. That's all I want in life. Mm, that's a that's a little on the nose. That's a little on the n- I guess because because what is it? I've been growing my hair out, and I have sort of thing is I have sort of like this undercut thing, but I've been sort of growing that out too. I, I'll I'll see how sort of long the hair is by the end of well dang it's already the twenty fourth of October, so I I guess I'll sort of see how long the hair is by the end of, uh, of the month and see how it goes. What's his theme song? Jack 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 Jack. No, it's not Jack 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 Jack. It's not just his name. They and they say it thirty times in a row. Jack Jack Samurai Jack Jack. <laughs> no, that's that's not it either. Uh, also wrong. Uh, it's it's not Samurai Jack 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 Samurai Jack Jack Jack. That sounds like a Jack in the Box commercial from the nineteen eighties. Jack 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 in the Box burgers. So that, <laughs> let me let me all right. Let me go to YouTube here because I remember it's it was a cool uh, Samurai Jack uh, theme song. Mm. By the way, because, uh, yeah, me and Natalie met, yeah, at WSU years ago. Play the intro. You guys may or may not hear this. Yeah, it's a cool intro. A little history. Unleashed an unspeakable evil, but a foolish samurai warrior wielding a magic sword. Step forth to oppose me. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Where the final blow was struck, I cannot open a portal in time and flung him into the future where my evil is law. Now the fool seeks to return to the past 
and undo the future that is Aku. Get back, back to the past and Awacha, Awacha. Get back, back to the past and Awacha. Jack, 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 Jack. There is some Jack, Jack. Jack. Okay, it's not Jack, 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 Jack. <laughs> you were saying like Jack, Jack, Jack. <laughs> Jackie Jack Jack to Jack to Jack Jack. That was what you were saying, Natalie. Word for word. Yeah, it was very show tuny. <laughs> if you remember, actually, in Samurai Jack, the uh, the uh, he, uh, the reason why he gets the name Jack is because when he first like transports, you know, into the into the future, and uh, you know, he he jumps off of some flying cars and lands on his feet. Uh, some aliens see him and they say, man, that's so cool, Jack. And they go, yeah, Jack. That's like, Jack was never, his actual name is never really said throughout the series. But these aliens just start calling him Jack right off the bat. Why is that sort of like a slang term? And uh, and then everyone else just calls him Jack afterwards. So he just sort of takes on the name Samurai Jack. So his name is still a mystery. Wow, that's a little bit of history i did not know yeah yeah it's kind of cool though did you did you see that latest that season five of samurai jack is that the last season where he uh i don't know i don't say any spoilers (laughs) yes it's the last season where you know they do finish the series yes i did and i loved it way better than the season four ending that was garbage and i kind of blocked it from my memory i kind of pretended that i never saw it what was the season four ending he got like old you know he never defeated haku he got old i'm pretty sure he died at the end like haku won or yeah like it was a terrible ending Maybe the details are fuzzy, but it was like, it was so upsetting. I blocked it from my memory. I can't even recall it now. Man, so, so traumatic. So, so, yeah, yeah. Cause at least in this one, in the, in the season five, he, uh, he stays the same age. Like he just doesn't age. And, um, you know, he loses a sword. He gets the sword back. You know, he, yeah, he's he he does go back in time and slay Aku. Spoiler alert! And uh, did you know you know Darth Vader is you know Luke's father? Spoiler alert! <laughs> he gets like a little love interest too. There's some there's some triumph. There's some heartbreak. There's some cool you know shots. It has it all really. Yeah, the cinematography of Samurai Jack was always was all for for a kids cartoon. It was always next level. Like, there's no other kids' cartoon that, uh, that sort of cuts its episodes the way that Samurai Jack does. Each episode, it's very episodic, but they don't feel like episodes. They feel like movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then like the like the themes change. It was almost I don't know. It seemed artistic to me the way they did it and like the the different styles. It's a it's a masterpiece. Yeah, it. Uh, I I like how they sort of did the backgrounds were somewhat impressionist with like like the focus was always on Jack, but the backgrounds were almost blurred. But because they were sort of done that way, they have a, a sort of a timeless quality to them. Yeah, and then there's always like the marriage of like old Japan 
representative in Samurai Jack and then like the new techno shit in like the future, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure all all the listeners came to uh <laughs> to hear our thoughts about Samurai Jack. Ah, oh, man, but actually here let me throw back to sort of back when we were in school, so yeah, we uh we, yeah, we met each other through that initial club. We met actually a lot of people through that club. Pe- but a lot of people, I mean, there's very few people from that club I I, I still talk to anymore these days. Uh, do you talk to anybody else besides I guess just me? Uh there's maybe one or two people, but definitely not. You're the person I'm the closest to from that time. Yeah, I was also I was definitely the weirdest guy there. I was I don't the funny thing is I don't really know why I was sort of attracted to it. I guess I knew it's a at some sort of subconscious level I needed structure in my life and if I didn't get it somehow, I was just going to sort of you know run around in circles and, and implode or, or something like that. Cuz uh how many times cuz freshman year freshman year was really busy. I mean, I I actually don't remember hanging out with you too much freshman year we were in the same um like group being in the club um so we would hang out um whenever we, we all got together to yeah. like do stuff like that um outside of that i think we would like we would go party you know and along with everybody else in in the club and yeah it was just uh it was a, it was a cool thing to do i mean that's what you're supposed to do in college right you're trying to yeah. just try out new things and you know, see what you like. And so that, that's what we were doing. And I don't know, we, uh, we just kind of became friends like very organically and just started hanging out. And here we are today. I, I even remember all the way back then in freshman year, I was asking you for rides. I think I asked you like, <laughs> I think I asked you like, Hey, uh, if you're going, could I get a ride to Walmart? And then you said, I'm not your chauffeur, Dallas. Like, oh my, I just, I just asked if you were going, could I hop along? But okay. <laughs> yeah. I had that, uh, like that old Honda Accord. It was a gold Honda Accord, folks. It was, uh, it was, it was beautiful. Uh, Honda Accord. Yeah, it was a, it was a nice car. Uh, I thought about getting a, an Accord myself, but I I decided uh, I don't deserve the space. I don't deserve it. I don't I don't work hard enough for it. I don't deserve a Honda Accord. A Honda Accord is for the elites, and I am I'm but a mere peasant, you know. This was a 1998 Honda Accord. If Natalie gets a Honda Accord, I could ne- How could I ever? This this me this ugly ugly man I am ever you know hope to even look upon the the bright light that is that is the the beauty of natalie rodriguez <laughs> no i think you're putting way too much into it it was just a gold honda cord it was actually painted black but because she used it and sat in it so long the paint turned to gold it was beautiful i saw it happen before my eyes it, it was like king midas came down and touched this car i i, I couldn't believe it well, I appreciate that, and the uh, the uh, gold pimpmobile also appreciates that too, <laughs> wherever she may be. Did you sell that car? You you sold it, right? Yeah, she gone. 
Uh, yeah, now we now we have a red Pontiac uh, that we had to jump in downtown Winthrop for like 20 minutes. Uh, so the reason you know what it is, you just haven't sat in that car long enough for it to turn to gold yet. That's what it is. It's a, it's a time dependent process, people. It's time dependent, you know, you, it's exposure therapy, you know, I learned something from that psychiatrist. (laughs) It's called exposure therapy. (laughs) It's called, I don't want to be here right now. (laughs) Ah, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but besides sort of the uh what what else do you do uh you know here in town here in Winthrop? Hmm. Well, any well, I guess it it's weather dependent. So in the summers we'll go go swimming a lot, you know, hit up the creeks, the the ponds, the lakes. And the winter, which it is now currently dumping snow, uh just a lot of skiing. Um, not to like turn this into a, you know, promo ad for Winthrop, but there's a lot of like skiing, cross country skiing trails and you can go snowmobiling, snowshoeing. Um, I guess like on a typical Friday night, we'll go, go up into the woods and have like a little bonfire, just like a little party or you'll go to someone's house and drink really actually (laughs) a lot of drinking. Just drinking, drinking uh, the boredom away, folks. Drinking, uh, or in my case, drinking my problems away. You know, I uh, I was told by a, a very reliable old alcoholic, if you drink enough whiskey, you'll just forget uh, about your alcoholism. And uh, I think he was right. I think he was right. I just haven't gotten to that point yet. I hope to be there 50 years later. After 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 alcoholism has destroyed most of my life, am I too negative? Am I? Am I I'm just a naturally a, a very negative person. I, I suppose. What you know? It's see. This this is also one of my problems. Is I, I guess I I sort of have a weirdly specific type of humor, and uh, for people who aren't ready for it, it does come off. negatively that's the only word I can think of to kind of describe it Uh, I don't think it's negative I just think it's uh, maybe you can be like self-deprecating it sometimes but I think that's just part of your humor Um, and I think uh, yeah I I think you're it's not negative I think you're just joking too a lot of the time and maybe maybe you just have just met someone and you say it with a straight face and they're like uh I don't know this dude. Is he joking? Probably not. Negative. I'm the type of guy where you first meet him and you say, uh, let's go into the pool. I will just jump into the pool. That's the type of guy. I'm just going to jump in. If you say, let's go in. All right, let's go in. And I'll jump in and apparently just misunderstand all the, uh, <laughs> I, the funny thing is I think we all wind up. He said, let's go in. And I just immediately jumped in. <laughs> And I like cannonballed in. I didn't like hop in. I literally cannonballed in and everyone looked at me. Then I got out and said, my bad. And I was never ashamed. I felt no shame. I, I was just like, oh, sorry. I, I misunderstood. <laughs> Whatever. We would also like have like exercises and stuff we would go on. We'd like go running together and you're, you're supposed to, you're supposed to chant during these runs, like to, you know, keep motivation going and shit. 
and Dallas. Everybody would have normal chance, like serious chance. Dallas is a closet brony, not so closet anymore. And he would have my little pony chance. He would make 200 people chant the theme song to my little pony. They would get like <laughs> two lines into it and then just stop. And he would just be solo, still going. Somebody dared me. And yeah, I lived up to it. I did it. I didn't care. You know, I whatever. <laughs> I'm down to, you know, I. the funny thing is I think back to that. I wasn't embarrassed when I was doing it. I, th- I guess thinking back onto it now, I feel like a little bit of embarrassment, but also I'm, I'm glad I did it. You know, it's just I, whatever. You should feel no embarrassment ever. That was so great. <laughs> I am willing to take risks. I am an artist, a real artist who's willing to push the line, who's willing to take his art to the next level. I speak with my voice and my body. You know, I'm not these guys who draw. Plus, you were the, a freshman at one of the premier party schools in the country. Like, whatever. Like, I, it's, it's, a great, it's a great memory for me and I'm sure for a lot of people. I'm sure it's also uh, a great nightmare for many other people, many other people, people who were in that club who did not like me, people, you know, we both know and could name those two. And, uh, you know, but you know what? They're forced to live with that memory. They, whenever they sort of hear the show, whenever they visit a city in Texas, they'll, that memory will pop up in their heads and I'll be there occupying that real estate i think you occupy the real estate of a lot of people you know in in their minds you're a unique individual and a a lot of people weirdly know you too um i don't know if you know this but random ass people i will meet and oh like somehow by like three degrees of separation like oh yeah i know that guy yeah i uh apparently i people would ask other people at parties do you know dallas as an icebreaker of some sort, you know, like, oh, do you know Dallas? You know, oh, yeah, I know Dallas. Okay, let's not go that far. Whoa, whoa. Okay, I mean, listen, I, I have a sphere of influence. It's quite large, but it's kind of underground, too, because I'm that I'm that guy, you know. I'm that guy, like, listen, I'm popular. I'm not going to let, you know, I'm not going to uh, to really show it. But, you know, if you know, you know. That's, that's the thing is if you know, you know. A lot of people were in the know and some weren't, and you know what? I wish, all I could say is I wish I, were, I was at these parties where people, everyone knew me, but apparently I just wasn't there for some reason. I just, I, w- I wish I was there. I, w- it's, I wish uh, someone uh, extended an, an invitation to me. Okay, you don't need to say anything for that. You don't need to say anything for that. By the way, how long have we been going? Wow, almost. An, should, we, should we head for an hour? Should we, should we stop it now? Are you good now? Hours a nice round number. Let's go. That's only like five minutes. Yeah, we can do another five minutes. We can do this. By the way, you know, we are at Natalie's house in Winthrop right now. And when I came in, I said, Natalie, wow, this has a very uh, Midwestern vibe to it. And she's like, how would you know? My mom's from Iowa or Ohio or wherever you're. Where's your mom from? Iowa. Iowa. That's right. Iowa. And I said, "Uh, I don't know, Natalie. Maybe it's the wooden slats all over the wall, the pellet stove, the uh, homey little knickknacks I see everywhere around. Just 
There's a lot of lamps, like old school glass lamps. I don't know where they came from, but they are here. Uh, yeah, a lot of little figurines of ducks, uh, little flowers, tiny vases sitting in flowers, little homey bells with uh, pictures on it. Uh, a lot of, uh, uh, I will say this, some African art, which uh, it threw me off there a little bit. But what brought me back to reality was the uh, wizard light panel uh, fixtures. What uh, Natalie's mom has like these uh, rainforest cafe green lizard. There's like it's like the square for the back of a light switch, but then there's also like a lizard on top of it, and it's all green. And uh, that's definitely that's. That's a, I think that's what you would call uh, ecstatic, exotic Midwestern. No. Uh, uh, how do you describe someone who's willing to sort of go out of bounds? Uh, eccentric. That's eccentric Midwestern right there. That's an eccentric Midwest, <laughs> Midwestern white feature. She is a bit of a traveling biddy, and uh, she has collected some sh- stuff over her travels. Largely, it's regaled to one section of a wall. It's kind of like a wall of random stuff. But everything else has a theme, sort of. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's a bad design choice. I think, you know, I have a bunch of weird masks in my house, so I can't really say anything about it. Masks, huh? Weird masks, like, uh, in your room? What do you mean in your house? Like my my house, the, the place I like I live. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, your place in Omac, the uh, the star of Washington State, I think is what you what you've told me. The uh, the Hollywood, the L.A., the New York City of Washington State, Omac, Washington. Uh, you you deeply deeply love Omac, right? No, no. <laughs> no. Uh, what what do you call Omac? The armpit of Washington. Yeah, that's right. The armpit. The uh, the armpit, uh, but not shaved either. It's a very hairy, sweaty armpit. No deodorant. Uh, probably the armpit of Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know. How are you gonna diss Arnie like that? I'm sure he manscapes like a champ. He's a bodybuilder. He takes care of himself. Uh, yeah, but I'm imagining like uh. Oh, how about this Rambo? Rambo in Vietnam. That's that armpit. You got a Rambo Vietnam armpit. That's a sweaty armpit. He's got hair on it because he's a goddamn American. And uh, you know he's not wearing any deodorant out there in in the jungles of Vietnam representing America. That is a, that is a dirty armpit. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's that's a fair assessment. It's a, it's a nasty place. Uh, I've never been and uh, I'll probably never go again if I'm gonna be the promo of Winthrop I will be the anti-promo of OMAC and a little story for you here but OMAC has this festival every year it's like a rodeo and the last few no the last 10 years I've been to this rodeo Something has gone horrendously wrong each time. It's the most, I don't, I don't know. Okay, so one time the septic, so many people went to the bathroom, the septic overflew 
into the they have like a little ride area there's like the there's like a food court then there's like some carny rides and then there's the rodeo section the septic overflew into the ride section they did not shut down the rides they kept them going people were walking through human shit on to the rides it was so nasty also the food court butts up right against the ride area it was the stench Ugh, uh that's just one there's been there's been a whole cornucopia of stuff that's just it doesn't even that's like that's omac that's what it is by the way, that's how you do it. That's how you know you're at the real carnival, baby. When you're, <laughs> when so many people are taking dumps in the bathroom, the septic tank overfills, and this this wave of brown hits those rides, and maybe they just keep those rides going. They're like, we ain't gonna stop the fun because we're in a we're in a, a tsunami of feces. We're gonna speed it up. We're gonna fly it off of you. It will fuck it off the quicker we go, right? That's how that works. <laughs> it's that's the real carnival right there. I think, you know, you say that's a bad thing. I say that's a feature. They're willing to uh, to uh, you know ride the tilt a whirl th- <laughs> through you know a bucket of a bucket of brown. You know, <laughs> to, They'll tilt a whirl through the brown if they have to, just to keep that, just to keep the good times rolling. That's how dedicated these carnies are to to this carnival. That's the OMAC dedication. I love you, OMAC. Listen to my podcast, Space for Dallas. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I could keep. I could. You want me to keep going? What is it? Is it an hour? Oh, we just hit an hour. We're good. Omac, yeah. you're spared. You're spared, Omac. But listen, you have you have the 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 voice of the podcast of the Space for Dallas podcast. He's here. He's he's looking out for you. I understand y- you Omacers out there. All right. I understand the dedication, you know, to the tilt a whirl. <laughs> I get it, dude. Have those animals run through that feces, all right? The humans will catch up. In the uh, you said it was a rodeo, right? Oh, let me let me ask this real quick question. I know at some rodeos they'll have little kids and they'll have sheep and they'll throw the the kids on the sheep and the sheep will start to buck and you'll see how long the little kid holds on to like the wool of this sheep. Did they have that at OMAC? Oh, you know it. It has a name. It is called mutton busting. Mutton busting. I gotta watch me some children mutton busting. That sounds like a very dirty thing to say too. It sounds illegal. I, I feel like the I feel like the FBI is going to be after me now. Yeah, it is it is a little weird. Maybe like don't YouTube it, but if you ever go to a rodeo and they announce like, "Oh, yeah, we're about to start mutton busting." Maybe uh head over there and check it out. We're about to start mutton busting. The septic tank broke and we're just going to mutton bust through a bucket of brown. Guys, get over here. We're turning the tilt world up to maximum. It's going to be fun. It's. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, dude. I'm out to OMAC, baby. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the uh, of the Space with Dallas podcast or uh, Soft Whispering Tea Time with Dallas and Natalie. Uh, this has been great guys. Uh, let me know if you want, uh, more guests. I'll, um, maybe I'll, I'll drive through icy hell again to, to get here to see Natalie and, uh, and we'll film another episode. But, uh, but thanks a lot guys. This is Dallas. Bye.